Fresh Podcast number four. We are back again. How's it going, everybody? It's Mr. GQ, and we got another guest. The underground OG, the hood ninja, Isaiah. What's up, What's up, bro? What's going on, man? How you living? All right, man. I'm good, man. I'm surviving. That's what's up. I like to hear that, man. Thanks for coming by and talking to me. Right. <coughs> so, uh, seems like y'all liked the episode last week. I had to get my petty shit off, and uh, seems like y'all appreciated. The numbers was crazy, so thank y'all. I appreciate it. All the comments, y'all found it entertaining. So, yeah, thank y'all. Uh, for the for the nerds, for the sports entertainment fans, for the wrestling fans, y'all gonna like this one. We got a a, a future Hall of Famer, <laughs> future legend in the building. We gonna we gonna talk. For those who are don't like wrestling, still listen because we are gonna talk about a, a bunch of random ass shit. Work. That y'all enjoy. So, yeah, man, we're going to get right into it, man. Okay. Tell me, where are you from? You're from the city, right? I'm from the city, man. I'm from Louisville. I'm from the west side. That's what's up. Yeah, man. Downtown? Downtown, man. Uh, down there from uh, industry from the Shorties, Johnny Park, Chickasaw, uh, 18th, 23rd. And, uh, like, okay. Yeah, everywhere, man. All right. So, how does a dude from the west end of Louisville get into wrestling? Because we watch it. Yeah. But there's no dudes down there that got into it, not even in school. To be real with you, man, it's it's always been a part of my family. Uh, you know, Saturday mornings, pay-per-views, anything like I don't even know if they call them pay-per-views when I was little. I don't know what they were. Yeah, it's still going on. But, was, but uh, my grandmother on my dad's side, uh, they they frequent Lowell Gardens. Uh, they, uh, man, I, it was kind of hard because I didn't get those Louisville Garden days. You know, I was too young or, you know, I wasn't close to that side of the family to okay. get to go and experience all that. But um, I had a guy down the street from me. Uh, he was a wrestling nut. Uh, he's a, he's actually a wrestler himself in the area. His name is J.B. Thunder. Um, he uh, finally took me out to a place called Out of the Mid-South. And, uh, man, the rest was history. But um, he... he, he you got to understand being a wrestler and not a basketball player or a football player. And right. It's just like, oh, brother, you know, you know, you know that right. stuff, you know, white boy stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, just chopping at the bit, finding finding ways to be, I wasn't even a ninja then. I was just trying to find myself. You know, I feel like, yeah, yeah. and you mentioned Louisville Gardens. I remember as a kid, man, when they would do the house shows, oh, man, I loved it. Like, that was like my shit going down there and that was back with like Shawn Michaels and shit, occasionally Undertaker and a bunch of other mid-card guys, but they would always have that one main event and I loved it, like Louisville Garden days. Like, Yeah, one thing I do remember though, even though I didn't like physically get to go to the Louisville Garden days because I was young and just how this things happened, um, right. I did watch USWA all the time. Yeah. And one thing you're saying, name of the names from like WWF. Uh -huh. At the time and stuff like that, she's like, "What the hell? You know, you see them here." Right, like, right. So in my mind, I'm like, "What the hell? What's going on?" You know, mm -hmm. so that made me pay a little closer attention to it, and then especially being at Louisville, it's just like, well, "Damn, who's really coming on?" So, 
Louisville itself has always been like a, a mainstay and foundation for pro wrestling. And a lot of people don't know that, and it's crazy. I was in Australia in January. I had to go to the bank to get a, uh, a debit card, mm -hmm. an overseas card. And me and the dude, we was talking about some bullshit, and we got to talking about wrestling. And I was like, uh, I said, a lot of them dudes like Cena and uh, fucking Orton started in, in Louisville, where I'm from. I was like, actually, the arena is in the neighborhood where I grew up. I said, OVW. And the dude was like, oh, yeah, I heard of that. And I was like, shit, in Australia, they fucking with that shit. And I had to let them know, like, a lot of these mainstream guys started in Louisville. Yeah, at that time, they had um, they had a developmental program right. in agreement with the WWE somehow. I don't know the details, but mm -hmm. uh, basically it was a farm training facility. Basically yeah. like the NXT before there was NXT. Right, right. Just, you know, and then I'm sure like with the history with Danny Davis, which is, mm -hmm. you know, it's very deep. The foundation forefathers, pioneers in the area. Uh, you know, the business works that way. Yeah, you know, it's all a big web. You know. So, where did you get your training at? Um, <clears throat> I started off what they call nowadays as a yard tar. So, <laughs> okay. So I was doing a lot of stuff like that, but uh, it wasn't official until um, I worked with a group called BBW. Add to the Bone Wrestling. Okay. It was very, it was um, it was owned by Joe Bailey. All right. R.I.P. Joe Bailey. Where's this at? This was based out of Barstown, Kentucky. All right. I shout out to Barstown. I got yeah, folks out yeah. there. Uh, and they bounced around everywhere. Cynthia, Madisonville, places to where I knew I was probably going to own a few brothers from Owls. But right. it was it was what it was. It was that that opportunity, that chance. But see, around that time, um, I'd always wanted to work for IWA Mid South, which is kind of work, you know, that's my home. Right. And uh, I grew up with a lot of OGs and, you know, under them and, you know, a lot of uh, veterans that come in and out, you know, they had working agreements together at the time. And so uh, I knew at some point with my attitude, I wasn't, you know, I come, like you said, from being a yard's hard, you know, which I don't find nothing wrong with it. Like, I don't judge these young men. If you're not old enough to train, you know, just be safe. Right. Can't nobody tell you not to wrestle with your brothers and stuff. That's just kind of what you do when you grow up as a fan of the business. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, we don't do that mark. I don't do a mark thing. Like, I don't call people marks. Right. Uh, I do, but it's not in that, you know, I'm a mark. Right. You know, I'm a mark for the business. I'm a, you know, like, I'm, I'm, I look for opportunities to be able to mark out. Like, I be asking my OG, uh, man, man, Pondo, uh, man, this is still cool to be like. You know, sometimes I have to go to OGs and check myself for certain things and make sure certain etiquettes, that way I'm showing guys are ready to, you know, right, right. Uh, teaching them how to work the room too. But uh, he's like, man, always take those opportunities. You know, you want to admire somebody that you grew up watching. That's one of the reasons that you, you know, in the business your damn self. Yeah, uh, yeah, go ahead. Like, that's what we do it for. Right. I'm going to take the picture. Yeah. You mentioned that you was going to some places and you was the only brother. Did you experience a lot of racism in wrestling? Early, yes. Like what? Uh, well, even even in not like the the arena form, uh, the black jokes, you know, stuff like that. Uh, From the performers or the fans? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, especially being around those deep Kentucky areas, though, you know, they weren't used to, let's say, my type of brother. You right. know what I'm saying? So. Uh, you would hear certain comments from the crowd, you know, stuff like that. Would those guys put you over, or they would say, "No, I'm not going. I'm not going to do it." It was funny too, though, because on that opposite end of the spectrum, <clears throat> I got some guys that I go way back with, like 
from the dirt. That was never an issue uh, as far as getting put over and stuff like that. Uh, maybe just because I knew how to pop off a couple moves off the athletic. Mm -hmm. So I got put over a lot. Uh, come into the, I came into the business though with a bit of an attitude though because I didn't know how things work. So it's just like, I came in thinking I can choose who I can work with. And, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, man, you think you are, man? You're not sure. you're here, bro. You got to earn your stripes like everybody else. That's what's up. Man, you about to get chopped on. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, I had some really good OGs, man. I had some real good people that I ran with. Um, back in those times, being a young boy was kind of dope because I was trusted. So I would be the guys walking around with chains and necklaces and couple of wallets in my pocket and you know just because I was that trusted dude like you didn't have to ask me to go grab your bags or whatever yeah, yeah. my ride in the back anyway so I got to set them up how I'm gonna get there and go because ain't nobody charging me That's gas right. money to get across there so it's just man the business is dope uh, but I wore my heart on my sleeve so I grew up an angry little light-skinned black man in the <laughs> so <laughs> it was just you got that beige rage. Yeah. yeah oh shit. Yeah. I mean, I mean beige, but I mean, red. <laughs> Hell yeah. Red ball in the zone. Uh, um, I didn't focus on it too much though, mm -hmm. because like even growing up in the hood, I always kind of talked a little proper. Right. So I always got shit. I got teased by niggas too, just like I did if I was the only brother for miles at a town. I'm still gonna get roasted in the hood by the cats I grew up with, cause. You like seeing cat into the white boy sports and shit. Doing yeah. like, you know, you talk a little bit <laughs> different. So, yeah. yeah this is how it go, man. Did anybody, like, on the street try to test you, like, are you doing that fake-ass wrestling shit? I'll fuck you up. Um, See, that's funny, too, man. Uh, growing up, the block was tight-knit, so we kind of fought each other anyway. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, I had my times in high school, stuff yeah. like that. You know, uh, I've had times where, like, you know, crate ball was our thing back in the day. Oh, yeah, okay. So, you know, it'd be some times where we go play other streets in crate ball, but I know these guys from class are this, that, or whatever, so I stick around by my crew left or whatever, and then, you know, oh, man, wait a minute. Kind of surrounded. Right. You know, thought it was cool. Yeah, I thought it was cool. It was playing crate ball. Now, now I got to Jackie Chan my way up out of here. <laughs> hey, that's what you got to train for. Man. So you got, you go under the, the hood ninja. Mm -hmm. Tell me, how did that come about? Um, I wasn't always the ninja. I just kind of like I kind of got named that. Okay. I didn't. Um, I was just Isaiah, H Y Z A Y Isaiah, uh, which I didn't even make up that name either. Like it's weird, bro. Like I'm an amalgam of a lot of different shit. So mm -hmm. we talk about those comics and stuff like that. I am like little pieces of stuff that people gave me over time that okay. kind of made me, and that's just kind of how it came. So it's really not a gimmick. Right. It's real stuff that people actually gave me on my adventures of Zelda. I feel you. To try, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm so, the same way. I'm yeah, like, yeah. you got to borrow a piece from here, mm -hmm. here, here to put that puzzle together. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, out of all the names that you had, what's the most favorite? Is the Hood Ninja, the Isaiah, or? I like being Ninja with Attitude. Ninja with attitude. I do. I do like Ninja with attitude. That's when I finally start to become myself on the microphone, and it, and it shows that it's not a gimmick. Okay. It shows that it's like this, the feeling of when bruh comes out, like, okay, this is one of the matches I'm getting my money's worth on. You know? And something you said that gets you hyped. 
your intro music. Tell me about that. How did you come up with that? Well, how did you pick that one? I didn't pick that one. Once again, that goes back oh, to okay. one of those so things that I, I was tagged with my with my homeboy that I grew up with with Dirt. His name was Richard X. Mm -hmm. we, uh, we both worked for IWA Mid-South at the time. Shout out, Richard. Yep. Uh, and uh, he, he actually come out to Black Rob like, whoa. Mm -hmm. And then I become his tag partner. And fast forward through some events and times and roller coaster and he was he was black the business. Okay. Well, he went uh, he served for the US military. Oh yeah. Just a little second. We have technical difficulties, ladies and gentlemen. Fucked up little podcast. <laughs> My bad. There yeah, we we're go. back. We're back. They gonna talk shit, fuck it. <laughs> I don't take this shit serious, but okay. I know, like, I like that song. Like, I listen to that shit. That gives me amp. And when I heard your intro music one time, I was like, oh, shit, okay. Yeah. It became me, though. Like, yeah. it, it really did. Like, that's definitely my music. Like, you, you know, you can't have that background. Like, yeah, yeah. That. Like, that was one of the things you gave me the, you know, like I said, along the way, even down to the arm guards that I wear, it was something that one of the homeboys gave to me. Like, hey, man, you should make these. They was originally football, like, you know. We were playing football a little league. We had these little pads. Oh, yeah, we're talking about it. Yeah. So, like, I took that on and kind of ninja those up a little bit. Okay. It's like the ninja guards. That's why I always wore those. So, all those are just little pieces of something that somebody gave me. It's like, make this your own type of deal. Okay. So, how long was training before you actually. What the fuck? I have no clue what's going on. Hold on, y'all. There we go. How long were you training before you hit. The mainstream, well, not the mainstream, but before your first match, how long were you in school? Mm. It was different. So I was trained by the American kickboxer of the Rage Dojo. He was trained by Les Thatcher. Okay. Um, he was also um, trained up in full pain, and he took some, uh, he took Tracy Smothers very seriously as well. So those are my grand people in my kind of structured business. Um, Kickboxer was my first little structure of any uh -huh. type of like okay like here's somebody who's gonna teach me something that's not gonna get me beat up or stretched out and fucking you know what I'm saying and get my get my mind frame together you yeah. know? so that's what it really did but I actually moved in with uh, kickboxer and so I had my first matches coming in from the backyard working for BBW but nobody's seen that transformation as a two like okay here's a kid trying to be a pro wrestler until kickboxer got a hold of me. You know, and kind of like gave me this, because and and he he wasn't just trying to make a good wrestler though. He was trying to uh, he was trying to raise it. You know, he's a five four white hippie dude, and then and that he's taking it to his home, fresh, still in high school. Like I'm I'm basically about to help raise a black man. And yeah, he, yeah. he took it on like that, yo. That's what's up. That helped with a lot of racism stuff. Kickboxing. Uh, he you know he he he's my Miyagi son, man. You know you know he would go off in certain philosophies. So a lot of those times, like, so from the last two years in high school, up until I was like 19, mm -hmm. maybe until I was going into my first match with the same time posse. Like, so it took three years, like, from living with him and then moving out and then coming to my home. And that, but the training never stopped. There was always, like, little ninja scrolls that he was going at and shit. You mentioned ICP. That was going to be one of my questions. Could you tell me Something because I really don't know. Uh, I know ICP, there were, with the Juggalos, 
Mm. What exactly is a juggalo? Because I saw you. Uh, like people ask that all the time. Yeah. Like, what is a juggalo? What is a juggalo? <laughs> uh, honestly, I can't even fake the funk. Uh, when you know they say it's a family, uh-huh. I cannot fake the funk. Uh, you talk about like, well, what's your experience with racism? What's your step or whatever? I'm gonna, I'm gonna explain it how Waka Flocka did during his set during uh, 2015. I was gonna mention that too. Okay. okay. Uh, during his set is mm-hmm. when I was like, you know what? That's I finally understand that there's more that like, I'm not the only type of brother like this. Right. This mind frame with this, you know what I'm saying? And he's like, man, I love going back to the hood and letting them know we got some white niggas out here. <laughs> so if you want to ask Ninja with attitude, what yeah. those are those are white niggas, man. Those are those are family. Those are the people that uh, uh, you would think be the low end of the total pole in life would be like you know they their image says that they're clowns and that they're fools, that's just a ninja man. You know, that's just uh, just one form of it. There's lawyers, there's mothers, there's fathers, there's doctors, there's, uh, you know, authors, there's directors, there's different people that are actually juggalos that are part okay. of this, you know, this it's underground society of just people. Or right. having a, a practical people, um, as you can say, uh, no filter, about the realities of the world, what they want to say, do, who they want to be, uh, who they actually are, whatever, uh-huh. all put together as one. Okay. Because, you know. like, growing up, when I would see, like, Juggalo, I would see ICP or uh, people, like, more like Misfits, yeah. or they would get mistaken for, like, all Man, people underestimate how talented yeah. ICP is, too. I don't say that because I've been to shows and stuff, like, mm-hmm. just growing up under them, you know, there was a lot of things to be learned. There was a lot of things to be learned in that experience on its own, but very talented, very smart business men, very, you know what I'm saying, just on it, man. Like, uh, to be an underground celebrity mm-hmm. with the same mainstream pool was a lot, you know, that right. says a lot for all these years. You know I saw saying? a video of uh, one of them, he tried to drop kick Fred Durst while he was performing. Did you see that? I did. Okay, I was like, damn, how did he miss? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I don't know what that's about. I wasn't there, so I'm not going to... Any speculation? I don't know if you can hear me or not on there. No, we good. Okay. Yeah. But um, I wasn't there. You know what I'm saying? I just seen the video like everybody else did. Right. And, of course, I'm not surprised because that's what we do. We drop kick people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, and uh, I was recently watching his... Um, I, I was just going on, on WWE. Um, was it the... I don't have it. I was using my friends. The, the app? The, yeah, the app. The, oh, the, yeah, the, 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 the WWE network. network. Yeah, the network. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, Watching some old WCW uh-huh. and WWE of them actually there, man, and uh, like, like Shaggy's always kind of been the the wild one. He was the one right. doing, like he. I mean, first time I think on the show with him, he had on a neck brace because he had did something and hurt himself before I was actually on that tour. Damn, and he was still popping off the. Um, guillotine leg drops from top of the cages and still doing this thing throughout the entire tour, bro. Like so, they like they have heart for the wrestling. Yeah, I remember they had a run in both uh, WWE and uh, WCW. Shout out JCW, man. That's my that's my juggalo home as far as wrestling's concerned. Okay, where are they yeah. located at? Uh, we everywhere. What do you mean? We everywhere. Juggalos are. That's uh, what's up. This uh, coming up, Halloween. Bomb for them. Yeah, Halloween's coming up on Halloween night, so we definitely be there in Detroit. What's Halloween? Hollow Wicked, man, man, I need to put you on. Like, <laughs> yeah. You need to just come on out and just see what it's all about, bro. Like, okay. that, like that's actually awesome for real. Like, that's an opportunity for you to be like, whoa, this is not what I thought this was. 
Uh, I mean, there's been a few times on Hollywood that I walk up and I see Cobra Commander come and take a selfie with Cobra Commander. Or, right. I ran into a dude like this so crazy. I ran into a dude, he was dressed as Sub Zero. Uh, every time you come across them. Shout out to my dude, Code, on the West Coast. Hey. Man, Ice Code. Um, but th this year, he wasn't in his getup. You know, he just kind of had the Jason mask and thing going on, but I noticed he had his gear or whatever. I'm just like, man, you, you, you Code, you Sub-Zero from the from these last couple of years? He's like, yeah, man. You uh -huh. know, it's just like, that was like, a once again, there was another Ninja Connection, another yeah, brother yeah. that I know, know I had across the country somewhere. Like, yo, man, you ever on the West Coast, man? You always got a place to crash. We're, we're like, cool, That's what's man. I work at a hotel, bro. Like, I'll get you together. Let's, you know, let's... Keep these connections cracking. That's just what it is, man. Networking, hell yeah. yeah. Trust yeah. me, that's what I, mean, I do. We marched on Washington with these people, you know what I'm saying? To okay. say that uh, we're not a loosely hybrid criminal organization, according to the FBI or some stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Like, bro, I'm just a wrestler. I don't know what you're talking about. So if you're watching me, you're going to be bored. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. You know. Something, uh, <laughs> we're going to get off topic a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Man, these fucking white women have gone crazier. <laughs> what the fuck? Like you, I'm pretty sure you seen the video where the yeah. little chick was fucking with little buddy when I'm he was trying to get in his crib. Yeah, yeah, shared all of. I'm like, what the fuck? Did you see uh, the video her husband made? No. Oh man, no. so he made a video saying, uh, he said, as a man of color, he his daddy's black, but if you glance at him, he looked like a white boy. But he was like, uh, I have not spoken to that individual in a year and a half. We in the process of getting a divorce. I don't condone this and all this little shit. Right. So I was like, damn. I mean, you got to be careful, though, nowadays. Everything has its, like, its own little uh, category. Mm -hmm. So it's just like you can't take, just like you can't take Kanye as a monolith for right. all black people, you can't take this white chick as a monolith for all white, right, right. white chicks and stuff like that. But what has, has been created now in the culture, you see everybody has their own bubble of algorithms. Mm -hmm. stuff and ways that they function and stuff like that and so as soon as any of those are crossed you know you get conflict now right there's been a lot of quarrel built just over, you know like sometimes i'd be thinking i'll take a couple of swipes on the facebook be like man people are pressed the fuck out like, yeah what is, hell yeah what's going on hell you know, like, yeah i got better stuff to do than to sit there and debate and caps lock and he's, like, <laughs> I, I tell them for now like bro i'm not reading all that bro hell like yeah. i'm not here for this bro and i don't even know what your what's your end game by telling me this like you should take that energy and go to your local councilman, and so you can, do, right. you know, you do all that there. You know. I love reading the comments on like WLKY when shit like that. Like mm. you can just see how ignorant people are. I just laugh. Well, like, see, that's the only real, that's the only real positive in it to me. At least you know you can at least see who your enemies mm -hmm. are now a little bit more transparent. You know. Yeah. Uh, she lost her fucking job too. Yeah. Over that yeah, shit. Yeah. I was like, oh. But you know what? Society's kind of pussies, though. Like, yeah. if you really think about it, everybody's kind of looking on something, looking for something to be offensive. Like, you asked me earlier, you know, about the the racism in my mm -hmm. early parts of wrestling. Right. If I had a mind frame of keep looking for that or even kept giving it, like, I guess, power or whatever, I wouldn't, well, I wouldn't really be a ninja now, would I? Right. You see what I'm saying? It would have so, broke you. I mean, you've seen a video of the, uh, the, the Uber driver, the brother that was getting roasted yeah, by yeah. because he didn't want to turn on no music. Right. And, you know, dude's like, well, I'm a Trump supporter and blah, 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 blah. They got his ass up through, too. Yeah, and they got him up through, too. But it's just like you've seen the brother's demeanor. Like, he's just looking at the camera like, bro, mm -hmm. like, just get out, bro. Like, right. Like, what are you doing? Hell, yeah. You know, so, like, there's, there's the difference. There's a whole demographic of people that don't get depressed and actually are cool. You right. see what I'm saying? So it's actually these people that are coming out and acting out 
uh, on whatever the world's insecurity or whatever societal insecurities and uh, TV program to whatever into mm-hmm. them to act out like that. You know what I'm saying? You got that other end of the spectrum that's just like, bro, chill out. Yeah. Man. Like, I just feel bad for the little boy who the lady said grabbed her ass. And yeah, shit. yeah, see, you mean, know, he was on TV crying. Was like, I don't forgive her and all this little shit. Like, man, that's some bullshit. There's nothing new under the sun, bro. Right, that's, that's been going on for years, but mm-hmm. you know, finally, we got caught. You know, got exposed and shit. You know, like what the fuck, a little seven year old boy. And then you know, she's lying, saying she's a cop and shit. And I'm like, these motherfuckers are crazy. I mean, one thing that I always kind of try to teach young brothers, like, whereas. I can go kick it with Juggalos and do this thing here. Mm-hmm. I can go and do these rock shows. I can do these wrestling shows and all this other stuff. You know, at the end of the day, I still got to, you know, I still come back to the West Side. Hell yeah. You know, I still got to see my tip and my peoples or whatever. And so if I do get opportunities around nephews, you know, you know, young children, whatever like that, you got to teach them character, yo. Right. Like, you, you're not just teaching them no type of character. They're just going to become another part of the world star viral oh, video. Shit. Hell so, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just kind of got to be careful. Just maintaining your inner self bro like a lot of these people don't they just acting out what they see yeah acting out what they you know think that other people are you know saying want to see they want to go viral Mm -hmm. yeah yeah something uh last week's episode it was called uh bury them in the graves so that means if you got somebody that's like hating on you and shit or whatever you just bury them in the grave so when i say bury them in the grave it means continue to be successful Keep giving them reasons to hate on you, to lie on you, and to talk shit, you know. Right. And it's like, oh, you this old fuck ass motherfucker. <laughs> and uh, last week I buried uh, my cousin, you know, who I unfortunately had to share the same DNA with, you know, for for doing some bitch shit. Uh, long story short, he was running around telling motherfuckers and shit. I was on coke and shit. And uh, we talked about it and we joked about it and shit. And uh, a couple people was like, you know, was you mad about it? And I was like, the only thing that bothered me was I've been working on this documentary for like a year and a half. And uh, it's predominantly with kids, with football. Mm. And I didn't need these fucking parents hearing some bullshit like, oh, what the fuck? He's a cokehead and shit. Like, I'm going to keep my fucking kids away from him. Right. You know, and I'm like, hey, bitch, you fucking up my money. I might have to fuck you up. See, like, um, that's a part of, like, Hood Ninja's not just a gimmick for just the ring for mm-hmm. me. That also goes into my mind frame. So, in the wrestling business, it's kind of bad to bury somebody. Yeah. So, I don't I don't try to bury people because the same people that you step on might be the people's ass you got to kiss on the way down. Or those same feet got to be right. the one that you got to be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, well, no, it's, it's two different meanings. I get you. Yeah. I get you. But I know what you mean with, with right. bury. Yeah, hell yeah. But uh, I've, I've kind of learned just to, like... I take my energy back from people. Mm-hmm. I think it's punishment enough that I'm not yours anymore. You know what I'm saying? You don't get to share that energy, that laugh or whatever. Like you're gonna have to face that in your own mirror to be like, you know, you know, right. your heart will condemn you before I do, you know, because right. there's not a heaven or hell I can put you in. You right, feel me? right. And so, like that's how I go about it, man. That's kind of how I can walk around like the, with the ninja with attitude. You know, yeah, like, yeah. the the rules of this world don't apply to me because I'm not up here, and there's not a heaven or hell that anybody can give me to. So let's keep it cracking. Yeah, Smoke yeah. something. Hey, <laughs> but uh, I, I mentioned the whole barrier shit because I was like, you know what? Every time I fucking do this podcast, somebody gotta get buried, and them them, <laughs> them two old bitches, man, who was uh who got caught doing that bullshit. They got to get buried on this episode. Uh-oh. Like, yeah. 
Fuck y'all. That's the petty pistol. Yeah. <laughs> well, we gotta get petty. Yeah, we gotta. Yeah, bitches, y'all getting buried. Remind me of that Harlem Nights from Arsenio Hall. Don't shoot that little motherfucker. Oh no yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we got that one too. Oh okay, okay. So I'm on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man, y'all motherfuckers. Especially those raggedy bitch that blame some bullshit on the seven year old man. Fuck you, man. You got to get the fuck out of here. Like you got to get buried. Like nah. That's I mean, real talk, if you're going to be into today's society, understand that everybody ain't what you think it is. Like, we go around and you hear the cliche, don't judge a book by its cover. But then again, like, you're still doing it. You're not reading the interlude. You're not, you know what I'm saying? You don't know the content of what this whole, so like, you know, just watch what you're doing. Like, y'all, a lot, a lot of people are out of pocket, man. Like, mm -hmm. check yourself, for real. Hell yeah. Because the world will humble you if you don't humble yourself. God damn right. Whew. You mentioned uh, Waka Flocka. Yeah, man. So... You wrestled when Waka Flocka was performing live? No, it was actually, uh, we were after the sets. So after okay. after all those sets was down, they had broken down. This is when the gathering was when, I want to say OKC. Okay. Okay, so he had skipped one year and then came back 17. And then, uh, so they break down and we were like, we have the ring next to the stage after all the acts was done with and everything. Right. So, yeah, man, shout out to Psychopathic Records, man. Shout out ICP. Shout out my boy Rude Boy, Kevin Gill. Shout out Carlito, DJ Clay, man, like BG, and everybody, man. Like, you know, shout out. Voodoo. Uh, uh, man, I can yeah, I can go down the line for a yeah. long time, bro, because, you know, it's a lot of love. But uh, JCW boys, man. My dude, Mosh Pit Mike, he was, uh, he was there. Mosh the Pit. Kick, you know, when he went, you know, when, when Shaggy went to Dropkick. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't there, you know, right? Man. I, I'll catch up <laughs> soon, man. I don't want to. Hell yeah, no, I feel you. But uh, something that I, I seen in a post yesterday on a in a wrestling group, and I thought about a lot. Why is it that with black performers they make us like buffoonery? It's either like you're gonna be a thug, uh, or just straight like clown shit, like you know, like. Well, okay, you got to first understand one thing: these people that's done this for the long periods of time, they understand demographic. Right. That's what you're saying. First off, you got to see what demographic you're talking about. So when it comes to the demographic, when you look at even society and mainstream stuff now, like the songs that they use and the bass and the things and the bass lines and, 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 and the flavor and the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The culture that they're using usually comes from type of a hip hop and a black culture or Latin culture or things like that. Right. A culture of color coming into play. Uh, but in any case... <clears throat> I was always taught and kind of made to see that blacks don't support their own, true. which is kind of, you know, it's true, but it's not to me. And we can get on that in a minute. Yeah, that's, 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 I told them earlier, that's going to be our main topic of uh, support. But go ahead. Word. So being that that mind frame of, well, we don't support their own, well, what do they sell to? Well, they're usually loud. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they, they usually... Uh, gather, uh, they usually got something, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like it's always something uh, to the, so that's always been uh, a part of like, okay, let me ask you this. What's the Black Peanut gang member's name? Shit. Uh, was it Pigpen? No. Uh, Pigpen is actually, he looked black just because he was dirty. Yeah. Like and shit, I think. I don't know if that's the same one or not, but his name is Franklin. Okay. Okay. So when shout I just, out to Franklin. So shout out to Franklin. So uh, um, that's that's who I am. 
So when I'm the only brother for miles in this town, well, I'm Franklin, or I'm Zach from Power Rangers, or I'm Sammy Davis from the Rat Pack. So you always have one cool brother right. that's always, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, the yeah. Group of his crazy white friends saving the world and doing something else in the episodes. You, you see what I'm saying? Right. And so, uh, but you got to understand within our own community, you know, the way, the way that we speak and articulate to ourselves is usually of that cool, that swagger, that mainstream, that slang and this, that, whatever. And so that's what they're going to continue to say, you know, to sell to us. And then you'll see, for instance, they can throw uh, me in a suit and I can play ghost or somebody, you know what I'm saying? Right. I can play, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, they're just playing the stereotypes. Yeah. That's the shit I hate. Yeah. Like, you see, like, crime time and shit. Like, motherfuckers coming out with do-rags and first they started off, like, stealing wrestler shit. I'm like, man, that's like buffoonery. I understand you got to get a check and shit, but I'm like, come on, man. Like, have some sort of morals and shit, man. Like, that's... I don't know. That's the shit that, like, I hate. And then if you see a Hispanic uh, wrestler automatically throw a mask on your luchador and shit. I'll tell you what I was mad at back in the day when they had the... Um, they start making them come out on the Alana equipment. They had all these dope oh, luchadors mm-hmm, uh, yeah. at the time, and they was making them come out on the John, you know, the John Deere. Yeah, I remember seeing that. Yeah, and the lawnmowers and stuff like that. Like, okay, so you were really yeah. pushing the envelope pushing. of like, okay, so that's what these people do. They just, you know, they just do lawn care. Yeah, something. Uh, Shit. First off, shout out to Mexican <coughs> folks. You know, what I'm saying they have, hey. and, and my Cat Williams voice, <laughs> they have become niggas like I knew they could. And if you want something done right. Quality will last, man. I'm telling hey, you. especially me living in L.A., fuck, man. Oh Large uh, Hispanic population. I love that culture, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's some of the things we're talking about, man. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, black folks, we actually have our own cultures. It's like, there's a lot of similar things that go down, man. You know, you go to Africa, there's soul food's the same as other. Right, right. You know, and, and the, the connection never severs, man. And so, uh, you know, I talk to a lot of uh, my Mexican brothers and sisters from up north and just that around. Mm-hmm. And I, sometimes, man, I just feel like they're probably, I think they are the lost children of the natives in this country. I think right, those right. are the people that were driven south, and that's why we will always be in America. They can never get rid of them, and that wall's never going to work, you know? Stop Hell no. That. Stop that shit, man. Everybody's people. Uh, I feel like Dusty Rhodes, because I think, he, yeah, he originated that shit. He finessed all of the, all of us. For years, I thought. What do you mean? Okay, all right. Mark Merrow. I thought he was black. I okay. found out like yeah, three yeah. years ago. Okay. He's I white. On that one. Right. I was like, "What the fuck?" But Dusty, okay, you can't you can't throw <laughs> Dusty in there. First off, you can't. You can't first. <laughs> no respect to Dusty. No, no respect to Dusty because he came up with the whole little gimmick and shit with the Johnny B. Bad and. I get that, but like, I think. Dusty baby was just Dusty baby. Yeah, that was just his swag. Like you right. know, because I mean, come on now. Jimmy Car was it Jimmy Carwell? You know, what I'm saying the song "What You Won't Do." Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. My people don't even know that's a white yeah. dude. I was shocked to find out he was white. I was like, you know "Oh shit!" Like, there's, they, you got to yeah. like, people got to get out of that those bubbles of algorithms and yeah. and and, and uh, monoliths of what this white person the type supposed to be. Man. But see, like, but they presented him as black though. I think they they presented him as Little Richard, right? Yeah. But then, you know, when he came to... He was cold, though, bro. Like, oh, yeah, Johnny B. Bad. Like Hell, yeah. Like the shooting star press ever. Hell, yeah. yeah. I just didn't like the fact they, they put the lipstick on him and shit, and it was the whole Lil' Richard shit, but I'm like, man, what the but fuck? You, but here's the thing, though. What was working for Light Skin Brothers in that time? You had Makeup Michael Jackson with the guy liner. You had Prince mm-hmm. with the, all the, you know, the Holly Berry hair and all the little... Right. You know, you had... Uh, uh, hey, man, they just played up. They, 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 everything's over the top. Right. Yeah. For those that don't know... Uh, we're talking about a wrestler. 
And if you do know, he was uh, in WWE Wild Man Mark Merrill. He was a uh, married disabled. I thought he was black. He was super <laughs> dark and shit. And I was like, yo, he got good hair and shit. And they had him in a nation of domination and all of that shit. And they, they pushed him like he was black. And then come to find out, he just had a hellified tan and shit. And he was a white dude this whole fucking time. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, they pulled they pulled a good one on us. <laughs> and I saw like other interviews and shit. People talked about that and laughed. And I that was never like, that never bothered me though. No, it didn't bother me. I was just like, what the fuck? He was white the whole time. Like I was more shocked about the dude that sung the song than I was Mark Merrill. Yeah. You know? Did you know he was a white guy from the get go? Who's that? Mark Merrill. After a while, yeah. Because there'd be times where they pressed his hair out too much. I'm like, okay, that ain't no. Are you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Be a time like so. Yeah. After a while. Yeah, I was just like, shit. He got a little perm or whatever the fuck. Yeah. I was like, God damn. Yeah, he's doing like motivational speaking. And I was just about to say, man. Like he's his his total yeah. transforming like the mind frames of young people, man. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and he's so trans like, and it's good though because you don't usually get that from a guy that was a former wrestler to that level, right? On a mainstream level, man. So hell yeah. Yeah. Can you tell me? Uh, I guess maybe, yeah, your whole career. Did you get ribbed a lot? Um, I wore my heart on my sleeve, so people don't play with me too much. Mm-hmm. Like, I, we, we roast and stuff now once they get me. But I always, I always got this, I got rest and kill face. So, yeah. I don't know. Like, my sense of humor is kind of dry. Mm-hmm. But, uh, like, no, I didn't get ribbed too much. But I was like the, like I said, I was, it was dopey the young boy. So, I would be the ones that the OGs would, like, not, you know, nudge, be like, y'all check this out. Right. Put a frog in this nigga's gear. And, yeah. You know. <laughs> that. Well, that's, you know what? That's probably one of the nicer things. Oh, Just yeah. a frog in your shit. Yeah, we don't, yeah, I didn't get, I don't get too nasty with it. But, um, they don't get me wrong. You know, I like to catch people sleeping on the road. Dig, you know, dig. So, you know, because I don't really sleep much. Like, you got to be somebody uh, watching the driver. Right. Plus, you know, sleeping on the road. Get your ass up. Be on, you know, yeah, yeah. Be on an adventure. Let's get it. Are you got a, you have a strong locker room presence? Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah, I do. Um, and that's only, I have to give that to the, the guys I was raised by. Like I said, man, in the business, how I carry myself. Um, you know, there's a difference between a worker and a wrestler. Right. I'm a fucking wrestler. Yes, I know how to work. Right. But, you know, my mind frame, like I said, like, when, if you were, if they was to bill you, uh, put you across the rate for me, I'm going to actually be looking at you and thinking to myself, like, damn, bro, you signed up to hit me in my mouth tonight. Yeah. Like, what part of you thinks that you're going to come here and can, can you whoop my ass? Right. You know, that's, those are the questions that I, would, you know, without having to say anything, you know, that's 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 wrestling to me. That's that's what the believability is. This this dude, if they build across from me, capable of beating my ass if this shit goes down. Right. You know, and can you come back and work it after somebody gets, you know what I'm saying? Like, can you, can you keep it in the pocket? Hell yeah. You know. Cause some badass dudes out here, like there ain't no, like fuck these play wrestlers. Yeah, you know this is this is some real deal shit. Hell yeah, like, this is wear and tear on our body. We are one take stunt man. I'm glad that you, you said me? that. Uh, a lot of people say, "Oh, raw wrestling is fake," and in a sense, I hate that word. In a sense, I mean the moves are planned out, but I mean you have to execute that shit. Like you flying off the ropes and doing this and that. I mean you have to be if careful. If I can't take you. Like you yourself right mm-hmm. now, you're not a professional wrestler, correct? Right. I, as a pro wrestler and a good worker, I'm supposed to have the capability to take even you in that ring or 
as my OG would say, I don't care if they book you, it's a goddamn broomstick. You better have a believable match with that fucking right. broomstick. You see what I'm saying? You right. See, yeah. So uh, that, that's the that's the signs of an actual worker and a wrestler and a professional. Right. Can I make you look legit? That's right. And then they say it's fake, but people really get hurt. Absolute stupid shit sometimes. Hell yeah. Turning to throw a punch and just tweaking something. Be like, oh shit, what was that? Or, yeah, man. So a question. When you get hurt, that's pretty much you're, you're on your own. You got to pay for that shit. Or depending on who you are, what status you have, and what company, will they cover the medical bills for you? Um, certain shows have insurance. Certain shows have uh, liability. Uh, but as an independent worker, that is all me. Right. So that's why the life's so hard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, you can be working for an independent company, get hurt on their show, and if it is a good promoter and a good booker or whatever, they will help you out. Right. So, you know, you know you're supposed to take care of your ownness anyway. That's why you hear the word brother so much. You hear brother, 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 brother. Yeah, 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 yeah. More than anything. Yeah. <laughs> you know how it is. If any business, oh, yeah. oh, yeah, brother, you know, yeah, brother, brother. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. We talked about OVW earlier. Um, when I was going through matches, I believe you worked with them before? I have, yeah. Okay, how was that? That was actually a really fun experience because um, I felt not necessarily stand out, but could stand alone. Like I brought something did a little different to the table, what they weren't used to. Now, you want like. I had a few guys that made me feel very welcome in that locker room, mm-hmm. but versus where I actually come from, that was unheard of. Okay. Like, you know, you didn't really have too many IWA Mid-South guys working right. at OVW. But then it's like the experience and like when I walked in that building, I was just like, man, this is a jewel. Like yeah, everybody yeah. talks about how they walk into the ECW arena or how they walk into certain venues. But man, like walking to the, you know, OVW TV wrestling arena, it's like, man, this is amazing. Like, Hell yeah. You know, it's its own experience of its own, you know. And it was fun learning TV and, you know, Sitting back and going to like I used to try to just sneak back into the production area just to see you know how they're panning cameras this yeah. or whatever. So when it comes time for me to work, I have my situational awareness in my ring place okay. and where I need to be. To, yeah, you know, yeah. So I, and, and it just made it. Um, that's why we're doing the movie things now. It's kind of fun. Just learning how to play the cameras and things like that. How long was you wrestling with uh, OVW? Mm, about like a year. Okay, a year or so. Um, they gave us a, little, a tag team championship run, the Southern Tag Belts, me and my boy Big Zoe. Shout out Legacy Brutality. Okay. Um, they, uh, it, it all, uh, it was fun, man. It really was. Like, I, I, they, they brought me in, like, it was the closest thing I think I'll ever come to feeling like uh, Scott Hall coming to WCW <laughs> and forming okay. NWO. Like, Hell yeah, yeah, you know who I am, you know where I'm from, you know why I'm here. Right. Type deal without having to say anything. I, I remember just, seeing that as a kid. Like, what oh the fuck is Ray Ramon doing up here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was amazing. Like, that's, uh, anytime I get a chance to talk to any of the clique, um, I let them know how many times that they've got me got fired or in trouble <laughs> just by doing what they talked about in mm-hmm. the shoot interviews. I used to get in trouble, yeah. you know, fucking... Doing the suck it and the fucking wolf pack throwing up and all that. Oh, no, shit. I'm actually meaning like working for companies and doing what they're doing when they just stop giving a damn. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like that whole, like they got in trouble for uh, that whole split off. Uh, they, they, uh, you, you have to look it up, man. It was, it was. Um, I don't know what it is off my head because of Ninja Scrolls earlier partaked in in our safety meeting. I feel you. Um, smoke something. Uh, <laughs> 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 
No, man, like, LVW was a nice, it was a nice place, man. Um, I hope to work with them again in the future. Al Snow is taking over things now, and they're doing some really good things. I was going to ask, man. Mm -hmm. Al Snow, he's been heavy in Louisville for years with the wrestling shit. I think he's a vampire because yeah. he doesn't seem to age. He actually looks like he is more in shape than I've ever seen in his life. Like I used to love his he gimmick. He still looks like an action figure, yo. Hell yeah. yeah. Everybody wants some head. <laughs> Al Snow. God, I used to get in trouble with his little shit. I used to have to cut the uh, fucking TV down, man. Uh, you mentioned ECW earlier. Mm -hmm. I used to, man, I used to love ECW because they just didn't give a fuck. They was just doing the most extreme moves and they was cussing. But in this fucking PC area era we live in now, they would last. Well, you got to understand in the independent scene that era still exists. Like they yeah. they started something that to this day, you know what they were doing now. People are so spoiled and seen so much of. You know, if you're not watching just WWE, it's just like, well, what do you do next? Right. I mean, I mean it, like that style and that hardcore and that feel is still spread out among you know. Right. I'm noticing a lot of people are watching more independent wrestling mm -hmm. uh, because WWE, they fucking cater more to the kids. And within the first fucking 25, 30 minutes of the taping, it's motherfuckers talking. Well, you got to understand now that the wrestling that you're going to get out of it, you're going to have to get that on NXT. Like NXT is mm -hmm. killing it as far as like that's the indie WWE right. indie version, you know. Hell yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't pay too much attention to like oh what they're catering to selling to whatever anymore because i understand it's a tv show about wrestling mm -hmm. not a wrestling show on tv right so there's a difference like there's a difference between a worker and a wrestler but then there's a difference between a person that can blend that uh both sides of that coin and make it you know what it needs to be yeah i just see a lot of people get frustrated it was like man this is bullshit and or they feel like a certain wrestler is getting too much of a push and it's like Nobody's buying what y'all selling. Like, push somebody else, you know. And mm. but uh, you got to be careful with that because a lot of times, especially as wrestlers too, man. You know, um, we get a lot of, you know, we're on social media, so there's a lot of mm -hmm. people that maybe talk to us and talk about us in groups and stuff. Like, oh, he should do this. Oh, that match was trash. Blah, blah, blah. But like, you know, these people's never take a bump. You're not a booker. How right. you go? You know, what I'm saying if you're so good, just run your company your goddamn self. That's right. And see if you can, you know, produce better. But. That's actually what we try to do. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you actually got guys out there that do listen, that do, you like, come and chop it up with you and be like, well, damn, what is it that you want to see? You know what I mean? Right. Like, uh, matter of fact, I don't think, you said you're going to be back in town when? Uh, Probably, like, Wednesday, Thursday. Of this week? Yeah. Cool. Come on out to our show this Friday. Okay. Par Par there's another paradigm shift going down. I was uh, going to bring that up because mm -hmm. I saw uh, a little bit of back and forth going on. Is this mm. the match with uh, Sean Hurich? It is. Okay, yeah, I was going to talk about that. Let's, uh, yeah, get in there. Go ahead. Well, here's the thing, man. You know, here's, here's this young guy. Um, he's he's making his way up in the business. Mm -hmm. um, very talented, you know, very charismatic, very athletic. Um, but he's kind of barking up the wrong tree trying to make his name off me. Okay. Because I wasn't there to wrestle that you know the night that we and me and him had our, our you know kind of altercation. Uh, I was just selling a kids book called Good Night Ninja, written by myself and John Cosper. It's just a kids book of me, like I said, catching my friends sleep on road trips, compiled. You know what I'm saying? For All right. you know. Where I was can just, they get? Where can they find that book? Amazon.com. All right. Or Eat, Sleep, and Wrestle. Okay. Mm -hmm. And as uh, like I said, shout out to John Cosper. 
Um, he wrote Man Man Pondo's book. He's wrote Bluegrass Ballers. He's like a historian and a fan of all things wrestling. It's amazing, okay. dude, bro. So, like, yeah, check yeah, him yeah. out. Um, as I was selling the book with John and whatnot, we, you know, he he's taunting me. He's throwing up my west side <laughs> as he's doing moves and stuff. And I noticed a little stuff. And uh, he actually hit my west side, side slam, RIP rolling hard. That was actually his move. But mm-hmm. once again, going back to one of those things right. that... You just borrow off him a little bit. Yeah, like keep people alive, you know. Mm-hmm. You know um, and uh, he just kind of called me out. So he was taunting you during his match? During his match. While I'm, okay. you know, I'm just at a merch booth. I'm not there to do anything. I didn't want no smoke at night. Um, well, unless it's in a parking lot. But <laughs> I was I was just chilling. And he kept, he wanted to keep taunting me. He wants to make his name for himself. He feels like, oh, I'm old. Uh, I need his light to stay relevant in the business. This, that, whatever. And what it really is, is I think that where he's from, he's used to things being a certain way. Okay. And he's coming pissed in the wrong backyard. All right. And How many straps has has he held? I don't care. I just I was trying to see like comparison because if you if you haven't held any straps, if you haven't done nothing, you don't need to come for those who have done something. Like I don't know. I can't blame a guy for that. Yeah. I mean, I'm ninja with attitude, bro. So like, right, I right. cannot knock the young brother. I'm just gonna have to beat his ass and let him know. Like, all right, man. Um, let me show you why I'm big bro right now. And mm-hmm. why, you know what I'm saying? Let me show you why you're coming to my yard and why I'm going to put you down. And, you know, uh, 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 I'm, I'm not going to, I want to say hurt him, but, like, he needs to understand who and what he's dealing with. This I ain't feel no, you. you know, this ain't just no wrestling match. I'm not just no, you know, no wrestler. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm a shooter too. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't... I, I know how to work it all. I know, and don't get me wrong. I'm not gonna. I'm not one of those dudes that take liberties. Like oh, I'm gonna get you in a wrestling match, and then you know have this stuff planned out. But then I'm gonna take liberties and blah, blah. oh no, yeah, no, doing I'm, the cheap I'm, shots. And right, shit, right, no, no, no. It's like I'm gonna I'm gonna show him just like I told you earlier. It's like I'm gonna make you step up your game. I'm gonna make you come to the level. I'm gonna make you work. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna test your cardio, young man. Hell yeah! What's your finisher? The Ninja Vanish. That is the Swanton Bomb. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, bro. So it sounds like you finna get a uh, whoo. Oh, man. Woo. You next, might get vanished. Next, uh, well, this Friday coming up at the arena in Jeffersonville. We're in Jeff. 1416 Spring Street, down the street from Clark Memorial. Okay, okay. Yeah, man. We're right there next to the dentist. All right. Very this is the main event? Um, I don't know. I hope not. Cause <laughs> you don't like, why don't you like the main event? Um. Cause like I'm always jealous of guys that get to get dressed and you know eat and this okay. that no, just playing like I don't mind because and then I have to follow everybody, right? Like right. it's like just come on man, these people seen everything. You know you got to pull the last little bit of energy that's left in this crowd before they want to go home. You know like no pressure, right? Right, hell yeah. So I don't know, and there's probably some other. I mean I haven't been there in a while, so I wouldn't assume that. You know okay. I've not been there in like a couple months. So that's what's yeah, up. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna damn sure make sure his main event status worthy matchup though. Right, he right. Be ready for that for sure. Hell yeah. But other than that, um, yeah man, fuck with us, Paradigm Pro Wrestling. We're gonna be there at the arena this Friday. Uh, the show's called I Got Five on it. Okay. Uh, you got five on that ass whooping. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I got ten on my books. Oh, shit. I'll put a dub on it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to put the G on it. You know okay, okay. I'm going to give him at least a G. Whew. <laughs> Whew. But, uh, but no. I saw he was talking shit, you know, getting it off online and all that. 
and yeah, I saw a lot of your fans him, yeah, go ahead. came to your defense. You didn't have to say too much. I seen a lot of motherfuckers was like, who is this dude? And yeah. That's where, he, that's where he messed up. Right. That's where he's messed up because first off, you ended it and you said, fuck you and everything you stand for. Mm -hmm. So now that means that I'm going to have to go to the hood and be like, Gma, go to the drawer. I need your keys. You need to drive. We need to pull up. Okay. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to pull up with my, and my grandmother's going to drive me off and then I'm going to work. You know, you're going to get this work. And you know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah, what yeah. I stand for is my family and everybody knows that. So that's where you messed up, bro. Like everybody fucks with me. Like I, they know that, like you didn't, like that's the hood ninja clan, bro. Right. Like that's, yeah, yeah. that's like, like, you know, and it don't matter who you are, bro. I don't give a fuck about none of that other stuff. I don't care. I'm an unconventional dude that lives a real, no promo, unconventional life. Right. And so when you came like you came from he came from me on the post i was talking about wanting some pulled pork man i want some pulled pork with no barbecue <laughs> you just sauce. wanted to eat and this nigga came through and started killing me a sellout and this that or whatever oh, i knew you was a sellout blah, blah, blah. and i was thinking my mind like bro i mean if you are you a muslim or something brother you right. not eat pork because i mean yeah. I, I grill the shit out of ribs you know what i'm saying my people from tennessee too <laughs> like <laughs> you know what i'm saying like you, you don't want ninja on the barbecue grill bro i will yeah, roast you man, i will roast you on the mic but um he came to me on that and so uh, we just kind of started. I know I hate the Facebook back and forth, man. Oh, that's always how it goes. Just, I know it's lame as fuck, though. Yeah. But then it's just like, well, now I'm gonna have to show you better. I tell you, because hey, I've up. already done roasted him on the microphone that night of our first altercation at his match. At his match, yeah. After his match was over with, you know, because he won, um, I crossed the barricade and I got in the ring, and um, you know, Booker got in there with the microphone and I proceeded to let him know why. And who, what I was in that area. Yeah. And so he couldn't handle the pressure of being on the mic. You know, he's, he's very cheesy. Um, <laughs> he's like, like Eminem said to MGK, he's the whack me. Okay. You know, I'd rather be the 37-year-old me than the 20-something-year-old you, bro. Right. Because you, you can't whip not any version of me. Mm. Like, you, you know. And don't get me wrong. Like I said, he's a very athletic guy. He's very, you know, I actually like the kid. That's why I'm about to whoop his ass, though. Like, that's, that's, why, that's why you got to get this word. Sometimes you know I mean? it gets a little bit tough love. Hey, man, you want to call the Outhood Ninja high, you better be ready to roll up and get high as fuck. Oh, shit. This Friday, this Friday, if you can make it to see that ass whooping, be there. I got five on it. 1416 Spring Street, Paradigm Pro Wrestling, Jeffersonville Arena. The Dirty Eye. Yeah, man. So I saw people stand up for you. You didn't have to say much. I was like, okay, support. And I told you earlier that was going to be like the main topic mm -hmm. of what um, we want to talk about. When you first got into wrestling, did you get a lot of support from like friends, family members? No. What were they telling you? Um, people like even if not even if I wasn't getting the support of like being there, mm -hmm. I was still like, oh man, you still doing that wrestling shit? Blah blah blah. Like the normal like we mean wrestling shit. Right. I hate that. You know what I'm saying? Like. I don't come over and kick over garbage cans or right. smack dicks out of your mouth when you're right. on your job. Don't right. fuck with you're me. Still doing that rally shit. Yeah, but now um, they uh, like as far as family, you know, actually in these latter years, absolutely, um, they've been. In, I think they're more scared for me than anything. It's because they know I'm crazy. And mm -hmm. You know, I turn it up in the ring or whatever like that. But now uh, I didn't know what support was for a long time. You know, the support that I always received. I always kept in my mind, I'm still wrestling for the same pops that I was getting from my homeboys when we was doing it at the dirt. Right. So if I can make my boys pop, I can make the crowd pop. You know, and then, of course, bump card. Mm -hmm. Bump card is rough. <laughs> Did you, 
realize did you get more support from strangers or friends? Mm-hmm. Or people? No, not not say friends or people you knew. Um, I would have to say strangers. Same here. Yeah, I would have to say strangers, and that's only because like no, not to my friends or family, anything like that. But strangers only see you as what they. You know, they give me, you know what I'm saying, and this, that, or whatever, whatever you're trying to do. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got a, you know, I got a homeboy right now. It does not matter that I'm the ninja Isaiah. It does not matter that I call myself Isaiah. That's bruh, unlock the door. Like, it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah. I, I actually, I absolutely love that, though. Don't matter if I'm a hood ninja or if I'm just, hey, bro, need the car or something or whatever. Like, he's still going to be, he's going to treat me the same. Um, but to that effect, yes, he does encourage Definitely encourages. He can, he'll tell me straight up, man, I can't come to a show, bro. Like, he's he's gangster, bro. He'll jump the road. <laughs> I can't bring too many of the hood to the show. Right. Like, yeah, because they, they really do take it serious. But uh, friends growing up was the reason, you know, my cousin and stuff. That's why I'm a wrestler, bro. You know, um, I would, you know, my mom, would she would rent the big bouncy house thing when they wasn't really willing to oh, yeah. So to have one of those in the hood, you was kind of That was like something. a wrestling ring. Man, rolls, yeah. you know, throw him out of the hall. Like, you yeah, know, yeah. we'll pop each other up and give each other the bombs and this, that, or whatever, you know. But now, uh, something that I've always been into, bro, like from the from the dirt, you know, like just that it's always been there. As far as the support and everything like that, um, support is what you make of it, for real. You got to okay. be able to support yourself. That's True. what I was taught. I learned you know, that. If you, it's it's no different, you know, from anything else. If you're helping yourself, people will want to help you. If you're not, then eh, okay, bro. Good luck. Did you ever have matches where you knew I'm gonna have at least five motherfuckers that I know that came for me, or was it like, oh shit, I was shocked to see you, or or do you get the, hey yeah yeah, bro, I'm coming to the match, and you looking out there and you don't see not a damn person you know. Oh, yeah, that's happened a lot of times, but I don't never fault that to anything because um, it's my job as a wrestler, as a performer, whatever I'm doing, to be a draw in itself. Like, mm-hmm. you know, yes, I do want to promote it. Yes, I do want to, you know, encourage people to come. But what I'm doing, like that that energy that I'm putting into it, you know, somehow the world's going to reciprocate that. Right. Whether these people came from this guy, this guy, whatever, they're still watching this match too. I'm a part of a collective, something bigger than me. So it's just like, okay, yeah, that's good to see them. And it don't matter if somebody's out there or not for me. I'm still gonna tear it up. Yeah, yeah. Like I have always had that mentality. My um, my parents never been to a show. That means nothing to me whatsoever. You see what I'm saying? Right. Like I get it, or I don't. But it doesn't matter who's out there. It don't matter who's not. It don't matter who's for me. It don't matter who's not. Mm-hmm. I'm still gonna get high as fuck, bro. Like yeah, I'm yeah. still gonna like do that thing. I'm still a part of the business, bro, in the pecking order. So like, did you notice a change in people, like when you won a championship or when you was on OVW? And OVW, for y'all don't know, they tape regularly. Mm-hmm. So did you notice people like, oh shit, I loved it. Now you're doing it, boy. I loved it. But um, six months, eight months ago, a year ago, you wasn't talking about shit. But now I'm starting to get a little steam. Or I got steam. Now you want to be all, oh, hey, I knew you can do it. No, not really. No, I've never had that perspective for real. Um, because everybody's always kind of respected me the same. I kind of get treated like if Vader and Yoda was the same like little thing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Getting some of my nerd shit. Like I'm kind of Yoda to people. I'm just, you know, I've taken that role like my, like my sensei. I'm, I'm Miyagi for people. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I know there's like, 
you know, there's guys, there's a young dude out there right now that's 10 times more athletic than Hood Ninja that probably has better mind skills, probably has, you know, probably works out more. He's right. got more time in this business than me. And the way I was kind of trained and, and brought up in the business, bro, like, I'm going to I'm gonna kind of try to drag a Ball Z and hyperbolic time trade with some niggas, yeah. you know, like, if I can take this knowledge now, and you already have it right there and kind of know what to do with it, by the time you're my age now, you can be way doper than what I was, you know what I'm saying? You always want to try to leave the business better. Right. You always want to, you know, you always want to pass on your knowledge, bro. Hell yeah. Like, you can't, you, you're a part of the collective. This water bottle right here. This is not even a point decimal system of how much water is on earth. That's just like how you should look at yourself in the wrestling business. Until it's okay for somebody else to put you over and stuff like that. Right. I'm just not ever been one of those niggas that's been like, oh yeah, man, you know what I'm saying? I'm that nigga, I'm that dude, you know, I'm. Nigga, you would be humbled, bro. Like, there's Hell yeah. some dope ass cats out here that probably, you know, so I don't know, man. I feel like Chill. Louisville, we both from here, like, they don't really support people who's from here unless you blow up and then everybody's like oh yeah yeah but they don't they don't fuck with you on, on the come up you know when you're trying mm -hmm. to when you out there grinding and and doing this and and doing that and i normally find there's more people that's like you that supports it right it's like you know what i'm saying like when i was doing the shows at tailgate and stuff like that most of the crowd would be other artists waiting for their turn or whatever and mm -hmm. then we stick around to keep the crowds filled you know what i'm saying for those artists you know what I'm saying, to just show that support and, and circle and things like that. Um, I heard even quite here recently, um, was it Takashi? Oh, yeah, Takashi, yeah. Came in town or whatever like yeah, that. Like Friday but then night. there were some actual cats that was from Louisville that actually still drew a big-ass house. So, like, the support is there. Like, Hell, you know, yeah. like, everybody, you know, like, the people... The people are spoken, man. And the one thing you got to do, no matter what craft it is, whether it's comedy, music, wrestling, whatever it is, bro, like you can't insult the intelligence of your people that's supporting your shit. That's yeah. how you gain the support to me. It's like I don't insult the intelligence of my people. So when somebody comes at me online, I ain't got to say shit. Right. Ninjas is about to get you, bro, because they already know me. Like, if you have saying fuck me and everything I stand for, then now, okay, well, wait a minute, because bro stood for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, That's what's up? Yeah, I'm, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, this nigga, this, he fucks with me, so now fuck you, bro. Like, learn how to spell, nigga. <laughs> when you say uh, insult my intelligence, that shit happens to me all the time. Motherfuckers be thinking I'm stupid and insult my intelligence. They'll be like, oh, yeah, man, I, I support you. I like this, what you did. I'm like, all right, tell me about it. And it's like, uh, uh I'm like, bro, why you just fucking lied to me, dog? You should have just not <laughs> right. said shit. Just tell me you didn't watch that match, bro. <laughs> right. You know, and I got motherfuckers who they don't know not one song that I've done. Some of the motherfuckers ain't listened to this fucking podcast. But you got to understand but, too, though, and that's one thing I want to tell you, bro, brother, mm -hmm. is that people can support you. Like, that's one thing I, I had to learn that about support. Uh, some supporters, people just wishing and hoping that you make it. They're just not necessarily into your shit. Right, you right. What I'm saying? I understand. So you got people out there that's like, man, real, I, I really genuinely hope you make it, bro. Like, I yeah. really hope, like, something good comes of it, but I ain't got time to keep up with it. Right, no. And I understand that because I be busy with other shit, too. But then you got motherfuckers, you know, they just be Now that the front, ain't no like, future in your front, no, mind, though. Right, right, yeah. right, right, right. And I feel like 
if we are friends or if I like grew up with you and you are doing something, yeah, I try to support it, man. Like if you got a, if you have a restaurant or if you, whatever the fuck, if you selling some shit, I'm like, fuck it. Yeah. Let me go ahead and get it. Let me take care of it. I get what you're saying though. I would get more people to ask me, oh man, are you still wrestling? Mm -hmm. Versus like, why should you be asking that question? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, right. you know, I'm still doing my thing, but right. like, yeah, I feel yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I feel that on that, on that shit. Right. And I'm like, you know, let's say fucking, let's say WWE fucking called you tomorrow. It was like, hey, man, you know what? We've been fucking following you. We got this coming up. Come on. You coming with us. Imagine like all the motherfuckers who, was, who would say, yo, are you still wrestling? They telling every fucking body they know, oh, man, my homeboy that we super tight, he's going to be on Monday Night Raw. But that motherfucker ain't never said shit about you. Yeah. Until then, it's happened before. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely happened. Before. Bullshit. Yeah, but I can't, I can't, like I said, I can't blame them, you know, because it's like congratulations, congratulations, right? Because life happens. You got to think too. And even nowadays, we was talking about the crazy white chicks nowadays. We mm -hmm. talking about this, that, or whatever. Black Lives Matter, blah blah blah. This, that, whatever. So there's a lot going on really fast. Right. You see what I'm saying? And so, like, I would just say absorb it. Because yeah, yeah. haters get all the love anyway. Mm -hmm. Everybody everybody wants to shout out haters. I can give a fuck less about a hater. Bro. Yeah. Like, Glad that you said that, not to cut you off. No, you good. <clears throat> I had this loaded up. I want to shout out my supporters. So I check the analytics often, you know, just to see what the fuck is going on. And the numbers have grown. I appreciate it. Uh, the top cities in no, in no particular order for real uh, is Louisville. Uh, that's my hometown. And so we were just saying, thank like, y'all. Uh, <laughs> there are some who support me, but fuck. There's also other random motherfuckers who find out about shit. Uh, but yeah, Louisville's on the list. Southfield. So there's a few of these cities that I don't know what state y'all in. So Southfield is one of them. Y'all been listening for uh, a few weeks. I appreciate that. Chicago. Y'all been listening. Fort Worth, L.A. San Diego, St. Matthews. I don't know if it's the St. Matthews in Louisville or St. <laughs> right. Matthews in another uh, state. So shout out. Let me know where uh, where in St. Matthews y'all from. Sequim, same thing. I don't know where the fuck uh, Sequim is. Columbus, we talked about y'all last week on the podcast. We, uh, it was the day after Columbus Day. Yeah. So we was talking about Columbus, uh, Christopher Columbus, and then the city of Columbus, how they didn't observe the the holiday. It was like, fuck that. Yeah, yeah. So we spoke Columbus into existence, and the motherfuckers heard. So shout out, sweet, sweet. Shout out to uh, Detroit, y'all listening. Yes, love Detroit. It's the D, hell yeah. yeah. Uh, Easton, I don't know where Easton is, so y'all let me know. Uh, Honolulu, Aloha, motherfuckers. I appreciate that. I need to come back over and see y'all. Oh, Jeffersonville. That might be a theory. They listened. They uh, they was on the list. They made it. The dirty eye, Manhattan Beach, where I used to live at. I need to get back over. I, I loved it. God damn, it was good for my fucking mind. New York City, uh, shout out, man. If you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. Paris, y'all motherfuckers have been rocking with me strong for about three weeks. I don't know how y'all found out. I thought it was because of my homeboy Jeremy. Shout out to him. He stays out there in uh in Paris, but he was like, nah, bro. I saw you did the podcast, but I haven't listened to it yet. So, we oui, we oui. I appreciate y'all. I've been uh I want to come to Paris. I was gonna wait till after the winter. So let me know, cause I would love to have some escargot with y'all motherfuckers and talk some shit. And then we got a Snailville. I don't know where Snailville is. So if you live in Snailville and you listen to this, let me know. I appreciate 
all y'all motherfuckers and shit, man. Like, I was shocked. I was looking at the uh, the analytics. I was like, God damn. So, yeah, y'all appreciate my pettiness. And y'all keep listening to this shit. And I'm going to keep giving it to y'all, you know. And uh, all everybody I've had on here has just been a wide variety. Like, I had my homeboy. He was on The Real World uh, back in the day. So, I had him on here. I had uh, my homeboy who's a, a doctor and shit from I'm Russia. I'm trying to get on a show myself nowadays. Like what? Alone. That's what's up. I know it sounds crazy, and that's one of those things where, like, man, like, brother, you really trying? But see, man, I watch these. Like, first off, uh-huh. uh, I'm a survivalist too. I practice a lot in the woods, so it's just like uh, I always want to get out there, get my outdoor zone, get my survival on. Hell yeah! But I will not be on naked afraid. I will not be the nigga curling up down in the <laughs> tree with some bit up ass wife. Calling yeah. out, I don't want to push the button because it's cold and raining in Nicaragua. Hell yeah! Ass. But yeah. I Shit. definitely want to get on one of those shows, man. I want to get on the History Channel alone. That's one of my goals. That's what's up. Yeah. Just uh, I'll, I'll send you a link to some shit where you can uh, uh, I'll let you know about some auditions word, for word. shit like that. I miss Survivor. They came to Bowling Green, I think. Yeah, I just found out ago. about that. Yeah, 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 I missed that one because I was up north doing some stuff. I hey, think he was but, working. It's all yeah, good. Man. It's all good. Uh, we had talked about earlier. You was into the ninja lifestyle, and I asked you if you had been to Japan, and you was like, no. What do you think about New Japan uh, Pro Wrestling? Um, I think that, uh, man. A lot of big guys are going over there. Well, you got to understand, too, man, like the history. the mm-hmm. like, And then in Japan, you are still revered as a warrior. Right. You know, as, as far as being in the wrestling business and everything like that. Um, like I said, shouts out to them, yeah. man, you know, because you, you just... You're never going to have the total monopoly WWE take over the world. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna have to have your alternatives. That's that's been a mainstay, right? You know, forever. You know, yeah, TNA they still kicking. I yeah, thought they man. was gonna get the fuck up out of here, but they managed to hold on. Hey man, let me tell you, wrestlers in itself, we know how to turn chicken shit into chicken salad. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Woo. there's a lot of salad out there, man. Hell yeah, a lot of shit too. Oh, um, just thinking about that support shit, like, do you, do you see like a lot of support within a black community? Because it looks like nowadays we love to tear each other down Mm -hmm. versus uplift each other. I think that comes with publicity because I was just actually like, um, I'm going to be a shoot here in a little bit. Yeah. And, um, like I said, walking on set with these guys. Uh, I don't know them. They got their own clique. They got their own music. They got their own style of doing stuff. But man, like anytime I've been in those settings, I've not many. I've not met many haters, like they would say. Mm-hmm. And I see what it's like. The broad spectrum is, oh, you know, Louisville's haters. You know, they kind of crab in the bucket mentality. But that's the one with the egos and stuff. Right. You know, there's a difference. You know, what I'm saying when you get to the people that are into the work and the passion of the of. of Oh man, this dude's cool. He's he's cold in his world doing this. This dude's dope at what he does. Well, this guy he does this and he's dope at that. And you have that collective. There ain't no egos. Right. It's just like you know everybody should start to work. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying. So I think it's more. I think it's better nowadays than it ever. I think it's probably the best time it ever been as far as support, as far as like cats showing love. Uh, uh, black people really looking at themselves and upholding themselves to a classification of what we're not receiving. We want to show it better than you tell it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And so I think the black community is doing a lot of different stuff that just doesn't get publicized, bro. Right. Like, there's a lot of people out here that's doing some really good things in the community, even in the hood, you know? Mm-hmm. They have um, 
you know, like at like the the young men conventions, the young women conventions over there at the uh, what do you call that? The the boys and girls club. Okay. Off, you know what I'm saying? And you got uh, Black Lives Matter that does certain things, and people don't yeah, no, realize. They got, they got a, uh, people don't realize like, like Black Lives Matter. There's a lot of white people in Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. but like they don't get publicized like that. Right. So it's really you just got to just buckle down and do your research and shit. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? And then you're making these connections with people. There's a cat that I didn't even know. Uh, but he's on my Facebook and just the things that he speaks and how he carries himself. Like he ran for councilman, he lost, but nigga, he ran. Hell yeah, up. bro! Like you know what? You know, like I'll, I'll throw you a little something on just to just to say that you're doing that, bro. Like, yeah, you yeah. Know, you see what's going on and trying to do something out here. You know, can't knock it. I know you got to get out of here in a few minutes, so I'm gonna hit you with a, a couple more questions. Yeah, right. He's on. been uh, shooting a movie, so he has to go on the set and finish wrapping that up. K Seven Revenge out 2019, spring 2019. Hey, shout out to Chad Dundee, Chadalak Dundee for uh, bringing us all together, lining away, click all of them, man. For real. Yeah, yeah. We got a segment on here called "I Ain't Do That Shit." <laughs> That's when you got accused of something, but you ain't do that shit. You have something that. You would like to share that you got accused, but you didn't do. Mm, okay. It could be from the smallest thing, from some shit when you was a little kid to present day. It don't matter. Any th- anytime somebody says some shit about you that wasn't true. Man, let's see. There's not much I don't do for real. So it was probably telling the truth. You know, <laughs> with me, man. <laughs> uh, I'll, t- I'll tell you mine. Uh, go ahead. It was a few years ago. It was uh, with my ex. It was like late at night. We had got into a little argument. So I left. I was just driving around Hollywood and shit. Then I went over to my little buddy's crib and just chilled and uh, just hung out. Shit. I fell asleep on the couch. I came home at like 8 o'clock the next morning. I was just like, fuck. I was mad. I didn't want to be in the crib. So, you know, we talked about it and shit. Told her where I was at. So, later that day, we go to the beach. They had some fucking little festival or some shit going on. She looks in the back seat and there's a jacket back there. And it wasn't hers. Uh-oh. And I was out all night. And the story of my life, I always get put in fucking positions where I look guilty as fuck. <laughs> but I be innocent. But I, you know I mean, I was like, shit, I was out all night. There's some bitch's jacket in here that ain't hers. Yeah, I look guilty. But I was like, I didn't interact you with not shit. one fucking female. I was like, hit your little buddy up. She was in the, uh, in the whip. So she hit her up. She was like, no, nah, that ain't her jacket. Mm. So for like an hour and a half, two hours... I got, I'm getting hounded on and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, boom. I'm like, man, motherfucker, I didn't do shit. I don't know where the fuck it came from. So then she get a text message. Hey, girl, that is my jacket. I couldn't find it. Ah, told you I ain't do that shit. Man. So I told her, I was like, see, bro, I ain't got to fucking lie to you. So I ain't do that shit. And all the other bitches you thought I was smashing, bitch, I ain't do that shit either. (laughs) So that's mine right there. Word, word. Hell yeah. It wasn't me. Uh, you got one? Man, no, I really don't have any. I, I'm a ninja, man. I'm writing the stuff, bro. Like, oh, I, a first. Because if I'm going to do some shit, then uh, I'm going to do it and be like, <laughs> it wasn't me. But <laughs> I most likely did it, but. Um, Damn, he, know, he admits to his shit. I mean, if now, if I would have did the shit, I would admit to it, but I ain't do that shit. <laughs> Uh, how many matches have you had in your whole career? Man, you know, that is very hard to add up. Um, I know here lately, especially this year, I've been like 
taking more quality bookings more than quantity. So, mm-hmm. like, I haven't been wrestling this year, but, like, man, back when I was going, like, really hard, man, you know, there was, he was having sh- weekly shows. Mm-hmm. Now, to be somewhere to have a weekly show was a blessing, too, though, because it's hard to maintain that, you know, that fan base and that generate that money and keep paying yeah, guys yeah. to come in and everything like that. Um, man, if I had to put a number on it out of, it's sad that I've been in the business since 99. I took off like three to five years, popped up every once in a while, trying to play house and all that shit. Okay. Uh, that didn't work. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, cheated on wrestling with music for a minute. Okay. Um, Shout out to four real Lewis villains, uh, my dude Dirty Kalyon. Oh uh, shit! Yeah, yeah, he directed yeah. one of my videos. Yeah, man, that's my brother. Five hundred two fresh. Yeah, what's yeah. up, Dirty? I know Dirty from uh, way, way, way yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, good brother too. Hell yeah. yeah! I got to get him on this motherfucker. I thought about hitting him up. I, mean, I know he's should. been busy doing a lot of film should, shit, but he's hard to catch up yeah. with. Yeah, cat's always working. Yeah, man. yeah. Uh, speaking of a cat that's always working, shout out to my dude KY Donk Rider. You know what I'm saying? Donk's always doing it in the city, Mister Go. Uh, Light skinned dude? No sir, no sir, no sir. He's uh, his his homeboy, um, uh, Doctor Arius Spizer. You know, what I'm saying he's a comic in the city. You okay. know what I'm saying? You know, they work together on the Go Show. They're putting it together right now. You know, they filmed a few times. In fact, they were filming. We were filming at the same time. He was on Facebook Live last week when they were filming, and I'm on his Facebook Live. Like, yo, you know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. I'm filming right now with K Seven, bro. You know, speaking of support, like it was. You know, already he was like, "Oh yeah, Zaya, man, hit me up when you're done, man. I got a couple tickets to this party. You know, Donk's always throwing parties, always got projects going on. And uh, speaking of that, like he was on the support thing before, I'm out of here, man. Like, there's always like a cat like him that's always doing something in the city. Uh-huh. Like everything he does, like Tuesday nights. You know, I know people don't do nothing on Tuesday nights because they got to work or whatever. But if you do on Tuesday nights, there's like talent stuff open on Tuesday nights. Two dollar tacos. Hell and, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, matter of fact, it was a dollar last week, man. Damn, Damn, man. Where at? I had Henny and Ty. Uh, the Planet, right there on um, the Planet on the, Barstown Road. Man, I seen somebody post something about that the other day. There's always parties and stuff there, man. Okay. He's, you know, he's been hooking it up for us, you know what I'm saying? And then, um, you know, you got uh, the Stoner Mania coming up at Nirvana November 1st. I heard I, of Nirvana. I, yeah, and I'm working with these cats right now in a movie, so it's like I'm going to leave Hollow Wicked in Detroit and come right back in town at Wednesday and holler at them at Nirvana at their show. You know, and try to feed, you know, that'd be an awesome little time for everybody to come out of there too as well. One last question. Yeah. A blunt in the ring, how did that come about? <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, one of my uncles and OGs in this business is Necro Butcher. Okay. And um, from what I understand, he created the Drunken Death match. So it wasn't a dodge to him. I wanted to have a marijuana mayhem match. All right. So basically, you cannot win the match unless you basically hit the blunt and make the pin. So, all right, so when a person's down, mm-hmm. you got to hit the blunt and then to, pin them. You have to have a blunt. Like, in order to win the match, you have to first have the blunt, hit it, and pin them. Okay. The referee usually has, like, a pack of them. Uh-huh. So, like, there's usually maybe, like, four or five already rolled up. Okay. I have it written several different ways, depending on the event. But the, the premise of this one was, you know, there was four to six blunts. So, there was, you know, four to six contenders. And, uh, man, this one blunt went around for a minute with people pulling each other <laughs> off, grabbing the blunt, elbow-dropping dude, hitting the blunt, oh, pinning him, he kicks out. Like, it was it was just going down, man. Finally, after the high spots and everything went on, I was actually, see, I just ninja my way through mm-hmm. and got a blunt from the referee myself. 
kind of disappeared and went behind the stage area and come up. So once the last high spot was done and bro was laying there, I got on top rope. Hit that shit. Hit that shit, blew that shit, and then actually hit it as I hit the swanton. You yeah. can see, like, people said, man, I can see you hitting the blunt as you were coming down. And then when I landed the swanton, that's big dope. fucking puff of smoke. One, That's two, dope. Yeah. That's a creative shit, man. Well, now what's the name of it again? My minute, the, the finishing move? No, no, the, the whole match. Oh, Marijuana Mayhem. Yeah, Marijuana Mayhem. Marijuana God Mayhem. damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. That's that, see, that's the type of wrestling I like to see, man. That, that <laughs> shit like that. It's a lot, man, because you know, everybody in this business nowadays or anything you see nowadays, like being original is really hard. And so you if you I don't know if you know or not, but even if it's like a rap style, mm-hmm. you know, like people will take that style and run with it and just put their own spin on it type deal. So it's right. really hard to like be total total original. Like, you know, nobody owns a move. You yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying? So, oh yeah, yeah. There's no original moves. Like yeah. everybody does the same move, they just call it something different. Mm. I was like, Oh shit, he just hit the Stone Cold Stunner, you know, and Randy Orton, his little shit. I'm like, it's all the fucking same. That was more much. like the diamond cutter. Diamond cutter, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Hell yeah. I would love to super kick a motherfucker, man. That's always been my little move. I just want to super kick somebody. Yeah, you say that until somebody clicks your teeth. Oh, yeah, I know. Woo. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Sean has clicked a lot of motherfuckers' man, teeth. Man, I'm sitting there licking my nail with a few cracks. Oh, I didn't add. Who was your favorite wrestler growing up? Oh, man. Um, Ricky Dragon Steamboat. Uh, yeah, man. Um, Yoda holds him in the car. He still has my original Ricky Dragon Steamboat. All right. Uh, Ricky Dragon Steamboat. Um, Scorpio. It's my first. Two go Scorpio. Yeah, man. Flash fuck. Yeah, man. Oh he was shit! The, Hold on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we gotta drop a fresh bump his ass. <laughs> yeah, no, first off, um, he was the brother that kind of let me know that we can wrestle this style. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? When I was a kid, because he was the high flyer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he did. Like, like his his athleticism was just stupid. His psychology is just you know. Yeah. And uh, you know, shouts out for like he, you know, I got a few ninja scrolls from him, you know, personally too. So that was always that's always dope. Not to like name drop people or anything yeah. like that, but man, no, man, you gotta shout those, him out. He was one of those guys that just wow, we're just not the big dumb brood rod, you know what I'm saying? And then get beat wrestlers like you know we got moves, we got style, we got flash, we got, we yeah, got it yeah. all, you know what I'm saying? And he was the one that showed me that. Oh, um, yeah. I grew up like I grew up watching the Heart Foundation. Oh yeah, man, rest Grand in Heart. peace, Nightheart, man, that man. was sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hate to see Brett's career. Oh. Before we go, I got an Owen Hart story. And so it was uh, in your house. Oh, 97 at ringside seats. I remember uh, Vince walked past, shook my hand and shit. I was like, fuck, it's Vince McMahon. And I hated Owen Hart. And he was coming up. And I was like, boo, boo. And I was like talking shit. And he came up to me face to face and was like, we can have a match. I'll beat your ass. All this little shit. And I'm like, dude, we just like shit talking each other. And uh, I had the WWE uh, Network. So I went to it that match and fucking the cameraman was slacking because you see him come up to the fucking gate and he's talking to me but had a camera oh, you can't man. see you me see though. I'm yeah, like yeah, yeah. fuck. <laughs> yeah man, fuck. Rest of these Owen Hart. Yeah, yeah man. Oh, man, fuck. Hell yeah. That's actually one of my favorite like groups all together. Like mm-hmm. anybody that trained from the dungeon. Oh like, yeah, that's Stu my Hart, favorite. Man. That's like, you know, like Man, I'm talking about even from Landstorm, and you know, you see how. Oh, yeah, I forgot you, about Landstorm. You see yeah. how genius Jericho is, man. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Benoit was one of my favorites coming yeah. up. You know, I, uh, I tell you who's cool, though, from the Heart Foundation, though, and um, 
Shout out to Brian Pillman Jr. That okay. is my dog, man. Like, yeah, Pillman so used awesome, to, he, was, he lived around here and mm-hmm. shit, like Lexington or I mean, Cincinnati or some shit. Yeah. yeah, man, rest in peace. He wrestled that day, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot, man. Yeah, yeah Flying man. Brian. Yeah, man, but his son, he's uh, coming up at a business right now, man. That's so if dope. you get a chance, check him out, man. What's his name? Brian Pillman. Okay, he took yeah. the same name, right? Yeah, What's up? Stuff. Yeah, man. Uh, he's legit, though, bro. He's a good brother. And, uh, you know, just like I said, you know, we talk about support or whatever. I kind of just, you know, from afar, I'm always sending good energy, man, you know. And Hell just hope yeah. That he makes it. He wants to do it the right way, you know what I'm saying? And you not know, off his daddy. I'll say, like, guys can, you know, you come from wrestling royalty like that, you can pretty yeah. much do what you And want. a lot of them don't make it. Ah, man, but he's he's legit, man. That's like, what's yeah, up. Yeah, real talk. You want to give out your social media so the people can contact you or see any of your um, matches or anything? Email me at highflyzaya at gmail.com. Uh, also, that's with the H-Y. Um, also, you can get at me. Um, I got, man, I be, I've erased a few of those things, but I'm Hood Ninja High on Twitter. Uh, you can get at me as Hyzaya, that's H-Y space Z-A-Y-A. Uh, that's on Facebook and all my other social media. Otherwise, um, hell, Xbox Live, Hood Ninja High, what what you want to do, man? What do you play on Xbox? Um, I've been um, I've been trying to play some few games before I get Red Dead Redemption and Fallout 76. Okay. So I've been getting rid of, uh, I've been running through uh, Phantom Pain and, of course, my GTA. I could get my GTA on. That's what's um, up. I, and then the mods on Skyrim, like I, I'm a Bethesda. So I love Bethesda, bro. So I'm always playing something with them, man. Hell yeah. I still have the regular Xbox, the Xbox 360, and the, you know, the. You know, the, I got a Nintendo, a Sega. So. Shit, uh, a few months ago, I dusted out the PlayStation 2. Oh, man. I said I was going to get a 4 when I move in, into a new place and shit. I was like, I'm going I'm to get a new I, one. I might get the 4 for the backward compatibility because some stuff that's what I want to play, you know. Right. Some things that I want to, you know, especially if they're going to update the new, you know, engine with it. That'd be dope. Hell, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, as usual, y'all can find me at uh, on Twitter and Instagram, GCUE502. On Snapchat, it is uh, Fresh with three H's, 502. That was episode number four. I hope y'all enjoyed it. I hope we didn't bore y'all too much with the wrestling talk. Know, you know, right? yeah, it's all good. We I mean, have, we have to come and nerd out one time. Man. Right, right. And I'm a, I'm a nerd a whole lot. You know, I got wrestling fans and shit. And if you wasn't a wrestling fan and you're curious about it, you know, boom. Hey, man, come check welcome. us out this Friday. We are at the arena in Jeffersonville, 1416 Spring Street. It is the Hood Ninja versus Hood Rich. And I'm about to make this little young man my hood bitch. Oh, shit. Oh, that was Petty. Petty was Pistol. Petty. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love hey, man, it. Thanks for having me on. Oh, bro. man. Thank you for coming. Bro. Hell yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. So we got it done. And this was episode number four. So I'll be back next week. We, we got the next fuck. Who knows? The technical difficulty. I don't know how the fuck that shit happens. You know, fuck. I'm just a little raggedy bootleg podcast any fucking way. So it's all good. I just keep it real when we kept it moving. So I'll see y'all next time. Y'all get at me. I appreciate uh, y'all listening, especially y'all in those uh, countries and cities that I don't know people in. I don't know uh, where the fuck y'all located at. Hit me up. Oh, matter of fact, um, I got some gifts. Y'all hit me up. Show me that y'all have uh, subscribed, that y'all listen to it. Let me know. I'll send you something. Uh, Yeah, I was going to give y'all a little quiz on some shit, but not today. Um, I'm being nice. So, yeah, y'all holla at me, and I'll see y'all next time. Fresh podcast.